Hey there, this is your spiritual alignment coach and mentor, Courtney Browning. Welcome to another episode of Unhindered Woman. Are you ready for some hashtag real talk that will inspire and serve you, my performance-driven Christian sisters? A conversation that will deepen and personalize your relationship with God by revising the routine scripts you've been taught about Christianity. This is not to be a replacement for professional counseling and or legal advice. Hey, sis, grab your hot beverage of choice along with your journal and pen, and let's get into it. (laughs) New podcaster here and definitely got a blooper going on in this first episode. So I just want to clarify something really quick before we get into this episode. In my nervousness, I am sharing about Eve and the whole conversation between God and the enemy, and Eve. And I actually say that the enemy's heel is bruised. And we all know it was Jesus's heel that would be bruised. So when you hear that, keep this in mind. Let's get into this episode. Wow, here we are. Episode one. Uh, I'm going to call this Meet Courtney. I just want to share with you uh, a little bit about my background and um, give you some insight into me and um, hopefully it just causes you to see that you will uh, find that I can relate to you on some level in some way, shape or form. And um, you will find out right away. I am very transparent, very vulnerable. And um, I just love being in the room with women I think women are amazing, powerful. I believe, like Lisa Bevere teaches, that to be made a woman in and of itself is a destiny. And we were created to impact the world. Uh, so much so, right, that, G- that we were told that Jesus would bruise the heel of the enemy Why? Because he came from the womb of a woman. Wow, wow, wow. We can just stop right there and I'll see you next time, right? Ah, just kidding. (laughs) So a little bit about me. Um, My very first role of impact was a stay-at-home mom as um, a bonus mom to my stepson and three stepdaughters, Uh, more so with my stepson, stepson. Uh, He is the one that lived with me full-time, me and my husband. And I got to tell you, of all the roles that I have uh, served in, it has been and continues to be the most rewarding role of my life. And to know me, that's saying a whole lot um, because uh, I didn't see myself as one that could mother Uh, be nurturing or anything like that. And yet uh, I had such an amazing life-giving experience with him last week. It was my birthday and it was such a surprise and a delight to see him um, at the restaurant that we met at for breakfast. And, And then later on, he just asked, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? And we decided to spend some time together in the afternoon. And just to see this young man sitting in front of me and pouring out his heart and sharing his thought processes and how he sees the world, how he sees life, how he sees um, his role as a man in this world. 
and what he sees as purpose. Y'all, oh my goodness. To realize that God gave me such an incredible gift called mothering and to see the impact of that looking at me and talking to me, I can't even give words that would fully describe how full that made me on that day. And it still is impacting me today. Um, I had to tell him it was Mother's Day yesterday. And so I just had to tell him it was so life-giving to spend that time with him and to just see the man that he has become. And he's still evolving. So I can't wait. to see what that means. He's such a remarkable young man. And you'll hear me in uh, future episodes talk about him. He is a miracle. And I am so thankful that I have been in a front row seat to see this miracle live out life. It It's just ugh, life-giving. My next role of impact, um, which was simultaneous in uh, raising him, is being the wife of my high school sweetheart, um, Carl Browning Jr. I have to say his name because my man loves to really uh, encourage people through speaking and all those kinds of things. And so I know without question in some way, shape or form, if it's not going to be on my podcast, it may be on my website. You're going to hear from him because that's the kind of guy he is. And um, I have known him since I was 15 years old. At the time that I'm doing this podcast, I am 52. So I have known my man for 37 years and we have been married for 23. Um, He has been the love of my life. And um, I'm sure he's going to tell you that I was the one that chased him down because that's the way he likes to tell our story. Not, (laughs) not even close. Um, Definitely did not even have him on my radar. However, you can tell he has obviously won my heart. We're still together to this day. He is an amazing man of God. Um, He has such an incredible work ethic that um, is second to none. He loves his family. He loves his role as father to his children and grandfather, Papa, is as he's called, to our 12 grandchildren. And I'm sure that's not going to be the last of our grandchildren because CJ is still yet to have children. So we're looking forward to that as well. Um, my man is, my husband is incredible. And I am so thankful for uh, being able to do this journey called life with him and um, being alongside him and serving him and serving with him has been incredible for my growth. And um, you're going to hear more about him and our journey together and um, how God has used him in my life to uh, cause me to step into the woman that I am in so many uh, different layers and ways of life, right? Um, what other roles have I had? I have been a manicurist. I, um, my, my dad was a barber, and so beauty, hair, all fashion, all that stuff has always been um, in my veins, so to speak. So from being at home with CJ during that time, I did become a manicurist, a licensed manicurist. I did that for several years. And um, when that came to an end is right at the same time that I stepped into full-time ministry for a few years 
um, as a youth leader. And that, oh, man, it was so incredible. Um, That journey was so impactful for me while God was using my husband and I to impact those young people at that time. And interestingly, uh, CJ was a part of that group. So that had, a, that had an interesting dynamic to it because I had a youth while serving youth and um, it really gave us some hot off the press moments, right? <laughs> to be able to minister to those youth. And you know what's so cool about ministry is that it causes you to see areas in your own personal life and walk with God that really need some attention and some uh, shoring up so that you can be fully effective and be the impact that God wants you to be in those lives. And the number one thing that my husband and I learned and through his teaching of the youth was you can't be relentless without relationship. And so we learned that that's something that is really in the fiber of all of our relationships. Do we do it perfectly? <laughs> no. Um, do we do it with a perfect heart? Meaning we want to please God and be conduits that God can use to extend his heart to other people and do it with humility and transparency, honesty and vulnerability. Yes. And so with that, God can do much through us and wherever it is that we need to be humble to get things right. We do. We will. Right. Um, From there, I went into retail. I love all things fashion. (laughs) So, um, of course, I went into retail and in doing retail, um, can I just be honest with you? I really never saw myself as a leader, even all the way up until this point, even though I was in roles of impact and influence, it was not on my radar that I was a leader. And um, up until this point, I had been offered roles of leadership and I declined them. Um, And you know, God's so good. He just gave me opportunities to redeem that story. And so um, here retail came along and the manager of the store that I was working at looked at me and said, oh my gosh, I would love for you to come alongside me and really change this, this store around. And, um, by the Holy Spirit's help, I said yes, uh, very, very carefully because there were some dynamics in that situation where, um, if I didn't follow Holy Spirit's lead, it would have been just a hashtag hot mess. And so with that, it was so amazing because in that chapter, I was able to recognize that to be a blessing for women in such a way to let them see that they are seen just as they are, that they are beautiful just as they are, and that they matter. They are valuable. And that there was nothing about the interaction between them and I that had anything to do with money. They, they knew, they knew that they knew that they knew that I was there to serve them and they were my number one priority, even to the extent, and my manager wasn't too happy with me about this sometimes, even if it meant that they weren't going to purchase anything at that time, they knew when they walked out of that door, walked over that threshold of that store, 
that they were seen, that they were cared about, and that they were valued to the degree that if it meant I could tell that our store just wasn't a good fit for them, I could show them and point them into the direction that was exactly what they needed. And they had tools from that day forward that caused them to go ahead and be okay with their body, okay with the shape that they have, and embrace themselves. Don't be concerned about the number that's on the tag. And if it's such an issue that that number is a certain number in that tag, cut that puppy out. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is, does it look good on you? Does it feel good? Does it make you project the person that you want everybody to embrace and receive? then that's what matters and keep it moving, right? (laughs) So I love, love, love having that opportunity at that time in that chapter of my life to just pour out to women. I actually really enjoyed showing up every day to serve those women. And there was a downside to retail that I was not a fan of. And that was all of the weekends and all of the hours because it took me away from ministry and serving and mentoring, which is such a, a life uh, gosh, life-giving, um, gosh, what do I want to say? Just such a life-giving, impactful role that I didn't want that to be compromised for retail. And so interestingly enough, as I was just being obedient to stay the course, stay consistent, and obey God to stay in this role of retail that I was in, I had forgotten that I had thrown my resume out in the world wide web for you know others to have access to and lo and behold this uh, medical spa had reached out to me and hashtag real talk they really were looking at me to fulfill a role as a receptionist and I was totally fine with that because of that particular chapter of my life I just wanted something that could get me out of the house bring in some income and that I could just enjoy and be present around others while I was learning what is it that was next that God had for me. And so I go for this interview. She interviews me. We just have great synergy. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. I want you to be the office manager. And I'm like, hold on, what? Wait, hold on. (laughs) What are you saying? She had no idea that she was redeeming the story of a huge, huge, huge regret that I had in not taking the role of a spa manager at least six or seven years prior to her presenting this to me. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't either. I didn't realize that this was God redeeming the story. And so I heard her offer and I said, let me give it some time. I'll give you a call back. Needless to say, I took the role. I, to this day, and forever grateful for that redemption story of my life because it showed me that there were leadership qualities in me that were cultivated all the way up until that time and absolutely was a hundred times more cultivated just being in that role and and functioning in that role. And um, again, it was such a, a rewarding role because you know, with it being a medical spa, obviously you're dealing with cosmetic surgeries, you're dealing with injections of different kinds, you're dealing with facials, um, you know, eyelash enhancements. Y'all know I love some lashes. If you don't, you'll see me on social media, you'll see those lashes are popping. Uh, I, I just can't even imagine life without them. <laughs> 
Um, and so, but that role was so incredible because I was able to really see the women for themselves. You know, sometimes when we look at other women and they have enhancements of whatever kind, whether it's something so simple as, you know, getting shellac nails or something as major as some form of cosmetic surgery, a tummy tuck, breast augmentation, whatever. Uh, my opinion is this, if the finances are there and you are a good stewardship of your money and you're a good steward of your body, then if that is something that is a benefit to you and you don't have it for the wrong motive, then do it. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to sleep with your decision. And just making sure that your heart is so in the right place as to why you are doing it. What is your motive behind why you are doing it? Then if you've got God's approval on your making that decision, do it. I have seen so many women that because maybe because they've been a mom and their body has changed and there's certain things about their body that they've done all the work and they just would love that little bit of enhancement to walk in 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 a more of a confident way absolutely i'm going to cheer you on however being the person that i am i'm really going to ask you what's the motive now is that technically what would be etiquette in most places no. However, I have such favor with God that he has given me places where wherever it is that he has called me to be, he has made it so that I can have those conversations and it is palatable for those women. And even those that were over me that, you know, if I shared with them that I feel that this is a valid conversation to have because this is really what customer service looks like. This is what it really looks like to really value the person more so than the finances that they bring us, having that conversation with them, it worked so well. And God was all up in that. <laughs> I just am so grateful for that role. From that particular role, I was uh, through the back door, so to speak, launched into my own business. What's interesting about me saying that is ever since I was about 16 or 17, entrepreneur has been a thread at some point in my life all throughout my life. Why do I say 16, 17 years old? Because at 16, I was introduced to Mary Kay. By the time I was 17, I was a Mary Kay beauty consultant. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an interesting story because being a Mary Kay consultant, I got to tell you, at that time in my life, 16, 17 years old, I did not want anything to do with looking or being feminine. I was that girl that had really short hair. I did I wore sports bras to make sure you couldn't tell that I had, you know, girls. I and uh, cuz I am on the healthier side. And so there were certain things about me that it was kind of like an oxymoron statement for me to be a Mary Kay beauty consultant. However, I did it. Um, after that, you know, life just kept happening. However, there's always been a, uh, not a, an entrepreneur way of being in my life. From there, I went into selling jewelry. Um, I went into being a manicurist, right? When you're a manicurist, you license your, your services out. You're an independent contractor. And then from there, um, here I am as a business consultant right after coming out of retail. And as a business consultant, I loved doing uh, disc assessments for people 
with their companies and their employees. And I loved communications. You know what's interesting about that? Ever since I was a little girl, I can still remember to this day um, sitting in the basement on the dryer with my dad talking to me at about three or four o'clock in the morning. And he's talking to me like I'm an adult. And the reason why was because I was great at listening even at that age, and that has never changed. Throughout my years, I've always been a really good listener and also a very good communicator. And so, of course, God just put that right into when I stepped into business consulting where I began to do coaching. Now, what's interesting about the whole coaching thing is this. My husband, 2016, he is offered by the company that he works for to go ahead and figure out some form of uh, development for growth in his role in leadership at the company that he's at. And so he happened upon John Maxwell and found out that through John Maxwell, you can be a certified coach, speaker, and trainer. And he looks at me and he says, hey, I think you would really enjoy this. I think this would be really good for you. And I'm like, that's funny. No, thanks. You go ahead. If you want me to go, I don't mind going as a support and um, I'll go along for the ride, but no thanks on the whole conference thing. I'm good on that. It's not for me. Uh Uh-uh, no thanks. And um, yeah, he, per usual, really worked on me and just said, I really think you should consider it and we should invest in you doing it. We did. I get there and uh, I'll never forget the presentation that was given to understand what coaching is and um, the benefit of coaching. Both of us, at the end of that presentation, we looked at each other and, and we said simultaneously, I said, that's me naturally. And my husband said, that's so you. We said it right at the same time. And little did I know that that was the beginning of the evolution of me as a coach. And so from there, I have to be honest with you, I kind of put that in my back pocket. I didn't do much with it. I um, moved on and, and, you know, life happened. And then 2018 came along and God just showed me it's time to pull that back out. And so I pulled it back out and I became, you know, I really went through the whole program and, you know, got that certificate. And wow, ever since then, Um, I have been a coach. Coaching for me has been, like I said, it's been an evolution. I started out as a business consultant that would use my coaching services when it came to communication assessments within companies and really sitting down with the leaders of the companies and their employees and bridging the gaps, right, that were hindering them from moving forward and growing in their business. Man, did I love that. And so, from there, we I went and came under partnership with a really great friend of mine, uh, Anita Albert Watson, through Kingdom Calling. Shout out to Anita. Love you, girlfriend. And um, through working with her, I had my first experience of full-on uh, being able to work with Christians, and they were women. <laughs> Do you see how God just all along just really had this thread for me of working with women and being a woman of impact and influence with every single woman? God's amazing how he does that when he just leads your life. If you're just willing 
to surrender your life to him and allow him to lead you in the way that he wants you to go, man, it's so true when it says that he will cause us to uh, prosper and, and, you know, what did he say? I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, thoughts of good and not evil to bring you hope and and a future and your final outcome, a good future. Hey, that's been my life. And you'll hear more about that later on in other episodes. So getting back to working with Anita, this was my first experience as a coach with really implementing God's principles. And that whole experience brought me to recognizing exactly who it is that I am called to. And that is women who are performance driven, that really are women of impact. And they are used by God in such influential ways. And yet, if they were honest, they would have to admit that their level of intimacy with God is in such a place that they know that they want it to go deeper. And yet, are they able to find that safe space where they can be honest and just say, I'm not there. And I would love to discover what it is that is hindering me from doing that. Because here's what I know, and I know it by experience, and you'll hear this in later episodes. The more that you are used in the forefront um, or the limelight, however you want to word that, the more that you're in front of others and you're looked to as a go-to, you're looked to as the one that can be leaned on and, and just, for lack of a better way of saying it, being vomited on because you are trusted that once you get whatever it is that that person needs that you're going to do something with it and make some changes on their behalf so that they can experience a freedom and a victory that only could come through God using you as a conduit for them in their life, there comes this thing that happens with us that if we're not careful, we forget to get that for ourselves. And then if we do decide that we're going to get that for ourselves, who is it that we can trust that as we share those things, that you're still going to recognize that I am a person of impact and influence even though I have these areas that need to be worked on in my life? Can you still respect my role? Can you separate what I do from who I am and what the roles are that I have in my life, the different hats that I have? Can you hold that place of honor that God has placed me in, even though you may hear and see where I haven't arrived yet? I have become that person for so many women. And it has been truly for me, a role and a and a um, gosh, a place of safety that I consider to be the highest honor, because I understand that it is so needed for women of influence and impact. I'm gonna say a word that for some of you this may make you cringe. It may go may make you go, what? Hold on, that's not me. I'm done. Uh, nice listening to your episode. I'm out. However, if you are in any way, shape, or form seen by others as a person of impact and they say to you that because of you, this, that, or the other, then please hear my heart here. You are considered a leader and it doesn't matter if you don't have the title. What matters is God is using you to be an influence in the world and that's for every woman on some way, in some, in some way, shape or form. 
However, there are different roles that definitely, quote unquote, says leader to them, right? I just want to say to you, you are a leader. And that is not to put you up on this pedestal and make you feel like, oh no, does that does that mean now I have to live in this glass bubble and everybody's going to be looking at me a certain way? I pray that that's not the mindset that you have. However, if you do, you're going to find out in later episodes, girlfriend, I got you. I get you. I've been there. I've done that. And God has delivered me from that. What matters most is that you are a woman of impact. And as a woman of impact, you do find yourself at a crossroads at some point or another where you can or have or will (laughs) be at this intersection where you need that safe space and you can't find it because you feel like if you do, can you trust that what you say will be held in a very discreet, respectable way? Or is it that is going to be exposed and put you on blast and make you feel embarrassed and ashamed? I get it. And so that's my, that's part of the call that's on my life. I love it. It's life-giving. And um, that's where I am right now. I am a spiritual alignment coach and mentor. I have clients all over the world. It is such an honor to do what I do. And why did I start this podcast? Because I was that woman. I was that woman that was a leader. I've held roles of leadership, didn't see myself as a leader. And I had to have an encounter with God to show me that I actually am a leader and that I needed to embrace that that is how he uses me. And that is to impact others, to see them step into what it is that God has created them to do, to champion them, to cheer them on, to come alongside them and support them and and help them to see that there's such potential in them if only they'll just give God the space to speak into their hearts and show them the barriers that are in their hearts that are stopping them from going into that deep place of intimacy with them. Because here's the most beautiful thing I have ever learned about God. And I know it's going to keep getting sweeter and better the more time that I spend with him and the more I step into this. And that is this, the more I get closer to God, the more I go into intimacy with him, that deep, deep level, and I spend time with him, then I become the woman that God has always seen that I am since the day he created me. There is a Courtney that God has created that every time he sees me, every time he talks with me and interacts with me, he sees her. And I get the opportunity at different junctures and empaths in my life where I get to say yes to opportunities that cause me to step into that woman that God has created. I don't know about you, but I want to be that woman where I meet the woman I have always wanted to meet. And that is the woman that God has created me to be. And I am here for you because I want to see you be the same woman, that you be that woman that meets the woman you have always wanted to meet. And that is the woman that God created you to be, that has such an incredible relationship with God and that you are impacted by his love to the degree that you learn how to love yourself 
And as you learn how to love yourself, because you watched him love on you, you saw how he loves on you and you do the same for yourself, that then you turn around and you love others the same way. Can you imagine what this world would look like if we did that, right? We hear this phrase, love others as you would yourself. I'd like to invite a new script, right? That's what my whole, you know, little spiel is in my trailer, right? To change the scripts that you've been taught. Here's a script change for you. I would love for you to recognize that it's not just love others as you would yourself. It actually is starting with let God love you. Let him love you where you are. Embrace you where you are. Show you how much he is really captivated by you. And as you allow him to do that, then you are being taught how to love you and then love yourself. Because see, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to tell you about Courtney. I did not know how to love me. If anything, what I did really well was I learned how to loathe me. And so I needed to know God's love for me. And as I learned his love for me, I began to learn how to love myself. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still learning that. However, the level that I am right now in loving myself, I am easily able to extend that to others and I see the change and it's only going to get better. All right, y'all. This is my first episode. I am so looking forward to the episodes to come. So with that, I'll see you on the next one. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Unhindered Woman. My hope is that you feel seen, known, and loved by God. This podcast is here to serve and inspire you. To explore more on how to work with me, find out what I'm up to, and where you can find me on social media, head on over to www.courtneybrowning.com. And by the way, there's no you in my first name. I'd love and appreciate it if you give me a quick review in this app that you're listening in through. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Talk with you soon and bye-bye for now.